Say, our weapon of praise. Yes, Lord. Now, the word, the word praise occurs 248 times in the Bible. I would consider that a significant Bible term, would you not? I'm not even talking about the word worship, just the word praise. Not the, I'm not counting the word praises or praising, just the word praise, 248 times. Now, this month, I'm going to be sharing with you on our weapon of praise. This month is actually, we worship every day. This month is, we worship every day, WWE. See there? Remember WWE? Say, we worship. I need a little bit stronger than that. Say, we worship every day. Amen. Remember, there's people listening to this podcast all over the globe, right? So you got to be, you got to respond real good. Okay. All right. So today is our weapon of praise. Now, I just did, I just like to uh, research my terminology that I bring to church and, uh, you know, see what these words mean. I don't believe there's any uh, insignificant or accidental or coincidental words in the Bible. I believe that every word of God has the power in itself to bring itself to pass. Every word of God has the power of a seed in it. It can change me. God, with a word, changed the universe forever. God set planets in motion with a word. God set trillions of subatomic particles in one cell of your body, whirling billions of times around the nuclei with a word. He knows what's going on. He knows how to use words. And this is the, one of the most significant words in the whole Bible. Praise, worship, thanksgiving. I'm going to be dealing with those uh, kind of as a package, because if I break down every single scripture on praise, we'd be here for years. Years. Uh, if I broke down every single scripture on worship, we'd be here for years. If I were, uh, broke down every single scripture on thanksgiving, we'd be here for years on one subject. Now, could it be that lifting up our voice in praise and worship and thanksgiving is the forgotten key to victory? Because like you, I mean, we know a lot. Tell your faith, buddy. You know a lot of stuff, man. You, you, you've got a lot of information. The people in, that we run with and the circles that we run with, I mean, we know how we're supposed to talk, right? We don't say stuff like, my feet are killing me, right? I'm dying to go to church today. Don't, we don't say that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> we don't use death to describe ourselves because we know that words have power. So we, we kind of watch each other a little bit right now, right? We say, well, you got to have a faith, buddy, to get your confession cleaned up a little bit, you know? If I, you know, Michael helps me out sometimes, so 8, 10, 12 times a day. No, he, he's very, <laughs> I, I said something, we have a, a, a bid out there, in our, and we, we sent out this bid to a customer, and it's a, it's a very lucrative uh, enterprise, so we sent this bid out to a customer, and, and, uh, and the man and I, we had a nice conversation. It looks like it's going to come right into our hands, like ripe fruit that you pluck right off the vine, right? Uh, and and I, I said something dumb like, well, let's see what happens, you know. I mean, you know. And Michael comes back and says, I believe we're getting the whole thing right now in Jesus' name. I said, yes, sir, boy. Amen. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we kind of help each other clean up our speech a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. Now, don't try to clean up your boss at work, right? Right? Let him talk any, any way he wants to. Bring him to Faith Church, right? Or bring him to your, uh, to faith, what is the name of this church? Boost Church, right? <laughs> bring him to your, hey, you ain't got to be perfect, right? But, uh, take him to your boost group, right? And let the love of God work on him. 
We use faith on things and we use love on people. Did you hear what Pastor said today? That would be a good tattoo, right? We use faith on things and love on people, right? Well, you got to use a little bit of faith when you're dealing with people. Sure you do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. But, but praise is, is one of the most significant words in the whole Bible. And I like to kind of parse it and take it apart and put it back together. You and I, we know how to get a, a, a positive confession of faith. We know how to make out prayers of petition as long as your arm. Anybody ever done that? And it works. I mean, Cindy and I, we had one prayer petition we worked on for a year. A prayer, a, a prayer petition to eliminate debt. And we've, we've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt dissolve off our books through the years. Sometimes in big, fat chunks in a big hurry, right? Because of the prayer petition. The things we learned about that in the faith, in the faith world, right? But I, I dare say that perhaps the one thing we don't hear enough about and the one thing that when people come to us and say, Pastor... I've been kind of working at this, you know, I've been to the convention, I got my confession straight, I got me three by five cards on my refrigerator. I'm listening to Kenneth Copeland from sunup to sundown. I got Jerry Savelle tapes, I got my Charles Capps books, I got everything, I'm surrounded by all kinds of word, I tape it here and I glue it there, and I'm just surrounded by it, it's in my heart, it's in my mouth, I'm speaking it, speaking it, speaking it, speaking it, speaking it, speaking it, I'm sowing seeds, I'm giving, I'm sowing seeds, I'm giving, I'm speaking, I'm going, I'm seeing it. And, and they're like, you know, but I'm really not seeing the results that I hear other people talking about. Boy, it got quiet in here, didn't it? I'm just not seeing the results that I know I should be getting. I'm not seeing the kind of results that, you know, pe- people like Jesse, you know, how come he just says it and, you know, he gets, you know, Mercedes Benz is in his driveway, you know? Well, for one thing, he's more developed probably than, than I am. That's okay. That's all right. We're not all in the same place in our faith walk. Don't, don't denigrate where you are, but don't stay where you are. Amen? But we know all these things. We know how to make confessions of faith. We know how to pray by faith. We know how to sow seed and expect a harvest. But friend, let me, just, let me just tell you something. If we are neglecting a life of praise and worship and thanksgiving, you can have, I mean, mountain-moving faith, and you're missing an ingredient. Hmm? You can be walking in, a, in an ocean of love and forgiveness, but if we don't know how to praise God, and let me just help you with something. If you look up the praise and the worship and the thanksgiving that you find in the pages of your Bible, you will find that God's people always picked up our weapon of praise in the dark times, in the hard times, in the rough times, when it doesn't feel like nothing's working. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, you probably can't tell from looking at me, but I've been through a few things in life, right? I've been kicked around. Vigorously ignored, insulted, arrested. No, we don't want to talk about that, right? It's okay. <laughs> statute of limitations. It's all good now. <laughs> We're all good. I'm the only one, too. I'm the only one, right? Amen. Yeah, I'm the only one in this row that's ever been arrested. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. 
I can just tell you, I learned when I was getting clobbered at the game of life how to thank God. I learned when I was getting the, the sap punched out of me at the game of life, I learned how to worship God and praise God and thank God. i never forget one time I was uh, driving a trash truck. And I'd just been saved a few days. And, you know, I just wasn't feeling what I thought I needed to be feeling. Because I, I knew that I'd made a connection with God. I prayed through, and I know I got saved on July 13th, 1988. Yesterday was my 31-year anniversary. I, save that, I share that with somebody, uh, Samara, right? Yeah. Her birthday. That's my born-again birthday, right? And so this was a few weeks later, and, and you know, I, I know I'd gotten born again. I absolutely knew it. But it just seemed like there was something that was missing a little bit. And I was driving my trash truck out to the landfill. Man, I had some good windshield time in that trash truck, let me tell you. You got to try it. <laughs> and you ever feel like there's just a little something missing from your Christian life? Hmm, just a little something? I'm the only one, huh? And I just decided, I don't really know, I suppose the Spirit of God was leading me. I just decided to start thanking God. And I'm out there driving that trash truck, dumping it, you know, and the seagulls are swirling around the pile, you know. And I closed up my, track, my, my truck and everything and locked it all up and headed back to town. And I said, you know, I'm just going to thank you, Lord. I'm just going to thank you. And not, for nothing in particular, this thank you for saving me. That's a pretty good place to start, let me tell you. If you feel lost and you're not sure, you're kind of getting depressed, or you feel like the pressures of the world are getting to you, hmm? just start thanking God that he saved you. And I just made up my mind, I'm going to thank God all the rest of today. And I just started saying, thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And I did that for a few minutes, and I could feel something starting to kind of stir inside of me. I said, maybe I could be onto something here. And I kept going, and I kept going. I thank you, Lord. Everybody with me, I praise you, Lord. Just under your breath, say, I worship you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, God. You didn't let me go to hell. Thank you, Lord, that you're real, that you're with me, you're in me, you're for me, you're on my side. Thank you, Lord, that you're helping me. Thank you that you're not mad at me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to pour out his blood for me. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And I, long story short, and I've got many, many just like this. Something happened to me that day. Something happened to me that day. You know, I'm just not, if you know me pretty well, right? You know that I'm a, when I'm out there and I'm just myself, like on the job or at home, I'm a pretty practical hard-headed person, right? I'm, I'm endeavoring to be tender-hearted and let the Spirit of God deal with me, right? And be tender-hearted toward, toward all men, women, boys, and girls. But I can be kind of a practical, maybe a little bit of a skeptic about some things I've seen in church. I've been in church, every kind of church you can think of. I've been in the straight-laced, hard-pew church, right, with the hymnals, you know, and the kneeling and the sitting up and the standing down and all this stuff, right? Been in the crazy dance-till-midnight churches, Right? <laughs> I've been in churches where they have the, 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 what do they call it, the fire tunnel where everybody goes through there and everybody lays hands on you and everybody prophesies over you and most of it's not very accurate. 
And I have a little bit of skepticism about some of the things I've seen in church. I'm not one of these guys that every time I have breakfast, I see a vision in my Cheerios. Just not. It's just not me. Every time I see a commercial on TV, you know, I've, I see, you know, some hidden message from the Holy Ghost. No. I think there's a little too much of that. You may think there's not enough. <laughs> Glory. But I can just tell you, on my way back from the landfill that day, I saw something. And I've had a few, I think Brother, Brother Hagen would call it a spiritual vision. Where you don't really see something in the material world, but you see it plain as day in the spirit world. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. There's times as a pastor when the Lord wanted me to hand out discipline as a pastor in this church. And it's the part about being a pastor that I don't really enjoy very much. In fact, I, I kind of hate it. But you know, when you have responsibility, you have to do things you don't always like. Right? And I remember one time a few years ago where the Lord had me to just to deal with something. And I had to deal with it right now. And I saw a sword come down. We were having lunch. I saw a sword come down and stick in the table. And I knew the Lord was not happy about the situation. I knew I had to act right now. Now, I, I didn't see. It's hard to describe spiritual things sometimes. I saw it with my spiritual eyes. In the same way that day coming back from the landfill, just after thanking God for a couple hours, I saw God, I saw God on his throne in his glory. Now let me just help you with something here. If you ever see God in all of his glory on his throne, you're going, you are in heaven and you're probably not coming back. When God gives you a vision like this, he's got to turn down the volume like a millionth of what you of of the real thing. And it's more like a concept that you see with your understanding. But I saw God on his throne in his glory smiling at me. And I knew the spirit of God was saying, "Welcome to the family." Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. How did I get there? By thanking God. From that moment I've never doubted. I've never doubted. Even when times in my Christian life when I don't feel too hot. You know what I'm talking about? Where you just, you know, your flesh kind of gets the better of you. You might be tired. You might have had a difficult day. You might be dealing with difficult people. Difficult situations. But if, I'm just going to tell you something I heard Brother Hagin say. You can sing and shout and praise your way through anything absolutely anything. Want to hear a jail story? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I went through a horrible divorce and I, I didn't hire a lawyer. I just walked into the courtroom. I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? He said, turn the other cheek and go the extra mile. Really, Lord? You know what they're going to do to me? So they threw me in jail for a few days. It was no big deal. Didn't hurt a bit. Meet a lot of nice people, you know. <laughs> get, get, time to get caught up on your Bible reading, you know. 
When I was in there, they let me do dishes in the, in the, in the kitchen. And I was just in there, and that dish, that dish machine is a great big contraption about 10 feet long. And it's really loud. And I was in there every day during my shift singing, trying to sing louder than that dish machine. And I did not have a bad day. I did not have a bad day. You can sing and shout and praise your way through anything. And as a pastor, sometimes people come to you with their, with their issues, and sometimes I know your issues even though you don't talk about them. That's just part of the job. And when I look at you, I think to myself, I hope they're praising God in the tough times because you can get through this. You can get through this if you can thank God. Say this with me. Say, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. You've got to learn to let those words come out of your mouth. I can't worship God for you. Your mama and them can't worship God for you. you got to learn how to let those words come out of your mouth. I worship you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I come in here on Sunday morning early and pray. And most of the time, I just walk around in here and say, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. You want to have peace in your Christian life? Develop the habit of going through your daily, your daily affairs and under your breath all the time saying, I thank you, Lord. I worship you. You know what you're really doing? You know what you're really doing? You're really... <clears throat> you're communing with him. You're loving him. I want to say it stronger than that. You are loving him. And he is loving you. And the closer you get to him, the closer he gets to you. And you know, when two people that love each other a whole lot get really, really close to each other, something beautiful happens. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Hmm? That's what happens between you and the Lord. When you open up yourself to his love by worshiping him, thanking him, praising him, and I'll tell you, who cares what's going on outside? Who when, when, when a husband and wife are enjoying one another's company in a special way, they don't care what's going on down the street in somebody's house. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about how good it is to be in love. Amen. Can you say amen? Can you smile a little bit? Is everybody okay? Am I freaking anybody out? Everybody cool? Everybody good? Say, I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. You know, I've got about 20 pages of notes here, and I don't think I've gotten to much of any of it, <laughs> because i just got to break some ground here. I want to set the tone for what I'm going to be talking about in the next three weeks, okay? <clears throat> How do you like my new microphone? It's hanging on pretty good here or there. Got, does that look better? The outline of biblical usage of the word praise is literally to throw or to shoot at or to cast. Say shoot at. Now, if you just look this up, you're going to find that in most of the times when this word comes up, there's a conflict. The first time that this word comes up is in the book of Genesis. Um, when Remember Leah? You remember Leah and Rachel? Anybody remember the story where Jacob 
loved Rachel, but they pulled a fast one on him and he ended up, wake up in the morning and we got Leah in the tent. Remember the story? He loved Rachel, but the old man, I guess he gave him a few cold brews or something and it got dark and put him in the tent with Leah and you wake up in the morning and it's Leah. And the Bible says that Leah saw that she was hated and that Rachel was loved. And the first time that the word praise shows up in the Bible that I see is when she says, now I will praise the Lord because my husband will love me now. And what she's saying is that in this conflict where I'm fighting for my soul, for my life, for my self-esteem, for my, I mean, come on, no, come on. You take a woman's image from her, you take her self-image from her, you take her value from her, and it's just a shell, just a shell. And she was fighting for her value. And she said, this is how I'm going to fight. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. And that gave her, listen, there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself. Amen? That is not breaking one of the Ten Commandments, in case you're wondering. Thou shalt not feel good about thyself is not in the Bible. Huh? It's okay to feel okay about yourself. Jesus said, love others as you love yourself. Well, that would seem to imply that you're okay with you. Don't be your own worst enemy. That's what the devil's for. That's for what all these knothead people are for. If you've got nobody else, why don't you be your own best buddy? Why don't you be your own best faith coach? Say, so you can do this. You've got this. Let's just praise the Lord a little bit here and everything's going to be all right. I worship you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I looked in the book of Psalms. You know how many times the word praise shows up in the book of Psalms? 160. Now, the book of Psalms was Israel's prayer and, and song book. And if you read the Psalms, you're going to find that it was, a lot of them are warfare Psalms. Warfare Psalms. And I could just go through many, many, many of these um, one of my favorites is, well, let's start with Psalm 100. How about Psalm 100? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. This should be in order, huh? Oh, yeah, there it is. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. What does that mean? That means you are making a sound to God loud enough so that you can hear it. People sometimes say, well, yeah, I like to praise the Lord kind of silently. You're disobeying this verse. Say, praise God. Praise God. And, you know, sometimes we get hung up with churchianity and Christianese. And we think, well, yeah, I need to bless the Lord formally. It has to be all formal, Elizabethan. How about you just say, Daddy, I just really dig you, man. I just really, really like you. You're cool. You're cuddly. Your own words. If you were snuggling up with your pop-pop, my grandkids, they say, I love you, pop-pop. That makes you swell with love and adoration for that child. Try it out on God sometime. Jesus called him Abba. That means daddy. Well, Jesus, that doesn't sound very formal. Jesus was not formal. He was real. How do you talk to your daddy? Well, I don't have a good relationship with my daddy. Start right now with daddy, daddy God. 
Say, God, I just love you, Lord. Daddy, I love you, Lord. I just love you. I love you. I love you. You've been so good to me. Thank you for my hands, my feet. Thank you for taste buds. I could taste, you know, keto-friendly food. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Talk to him like you're real. That's praise. That's worship. Amen. Can you say amen? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's why we sing in church. That's why just about any church you go to, anywhere in the world, there's going to be some singing. Why? Because you get into his very presence. Now, we understand technically, as faith people, that when we're born again, that God comes to dwell in us. Well, how come we a lot of times don't feel like nothing's in there? Because we've forgotten this verse. Do you want to feel like God's in your house? Crank up your, your worship music and start singing along with it. Amen. Even if you can't sing, turn it up so loud nobody knows. Amen. That's what we do. That's what I do in the car. Amen. I mean, I was playing some music so loud day before yesterday. And then the phone rang. And I was just singing along with my uh, Danny Gokey, I think it was. And I was just loving it. Do you know what I'm talking about where you just get as high as a kite in your car with the music? Come on now. And I'm not talking about, you know, because you're burning the tree, right? <laughs> I'm talking about because you are burning the devil's backside with your praise. And you can transport yourself out of any ugly situation with praise and worship and thanksgiving. I'll stake my life in ministry on that statement right there. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care if the doctor said you got to die this afternoon. Amen. You remember uh, Julie, our friend Julie that passed away last year? We were at her house, and she, she was dying. And she, she just said, you know, I'm scared. You, you couldn't blame her. I'm not criticizing her. I mean, that, that, that's terrible. And uh, I, said, uh, I said, can you give glory to God? She looked at me, and she says, yes, I believe I can. I believe I can. I said, let's just thank him. Let's praise him. Worship you, Lord Jesus. I pray. And she just launched into praise on a deathbed. Yeah. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. And forgot about the whole thing. Yeah. Amen. And I said, that's great faith. That's what the Bible says. Abram was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He didn't consider the situation. Stop looking at the situation. The Bible says that you magnify the Lord with thanksgiving. I believe it is, uh, it's right in here, somewhere very close to me right here. I'll find it for you next week. But it's in there. You know it's in there. It says, magnify the Lord when you're thankful and give praise to his name. The problem with most of us is that, <coughs> there it is, thank you, that's so smart of you. Enter into his gates. Well, anyway, that's the next, that's a good verse anyway. Verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Next verse. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. But the problem with most of us, sometimes when we get down, is that we're no longer magnifying God. We're magnifying the situation. I know people, and it doesn't matter what you tell them, they'll go right back and start talking the problem. 
Yeah, but I mean, I had 17 operations, and this hurts and that hurts. And these people did this to me, and those people did that to me. And I've been through this, and I've been through that. And I say, why don't we just thank God for his goodness for five minutes and stop it with the griping and just see what happens. Just see what happens. You know, this is the missing key a lot of times for people that are failing. I'm going to say this lovingly, tenderly, as I am able. This is the missing key. I'm going to say it authoritatively, too. This is the missing key when some folks claim to be waiting for God to move in their life. God is waiting for you to move. We say things like, I'm waiting for God to heal me. He healed you 2,000 years ago. When are you going to start thanking him for it? Because that's when it's going to start working. Well, I tried that for a minute or two. I didn't feel nothing. You know, if you have that kind of attitude and that kind of an approach with anything in life, you're going to be a failure. If you have that attitude with soccer, you're going to be a failure. You got to stick with it for a, right? For at least, right? You got to give it your best effort. Oh, now we're talking about works, huh, Pastor? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about work a little bit here, yeah. You know, the Bible says we have to labor to enter into his rest. The labor is making your flesh thank God when your flesh don't want to thank God. And your spirit will wake up and take over. Smith Wigglesworth, anybody ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? He would say things like, I always start out praising God in the flesh. And somewhere along the line, I get over in the spirit. I don't really know where that line is. But if you make your flesh praise the Lord, mm-hmm. you, your spirit will eventually take over. Remember when Kelly was here, we, she told, told us to bless the Lord, oh my soul. Whatever it is, Psalm 103. You're talking to your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, commanding it to praise the Lord and bless the Lord. Why would you have to do that? Because it don't want to. It doesn't know how to. Because my soul is focused on what it can see and feel and hear. And I see the bills coming, and I hear the people yelling at me on the phone, and I understand all of this stuff, and you focus on that, and that's you're not going to change anything. If you want to change things, you have to start praising God in the worst of times. I will promise you if you will do, I don't care what you're going through. I said I don't care what you're going through. If you refuse to praise God in the tough times, nothing may ever, it may never change. It may never change. In fact, it may get worse. My experience is that people that are always waiting for some manifestation rarely get a manifestation. You've got to start praising God when it's bad, when it looks like you got no shot. When everybody's against you, the doctor says you're going to die. The doctors have no answer for you. When it looks like you're never going to be able to pay off these debts, why don't you just dance you a little jig for joy every morning, get your bills out, throw them on the floor, take your shoes off, barefoot, step on it, and say, I praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. All these debts are dissolved in Jesus' name. And praise God that you have power over all of this stuff. Instead of letting it have power over you because you refuse to praise God for what he has already said and done for you. See, this is faith. This is how faith works. Faith <laughs> can praise God in the face of all evidence to the contrary. 
And I know people, we get in the flesh and we say, yeah, but are you saying I should be impractical? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Be impractical with your praise. It doesn't mean you have to be a, a, a fool like when they call you into work, right? And the, and the boss wants to have a consultation with you about the widgets or your spreadsheets or whatever. And you're in there, glory to God, shandala, 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 boss, in Jesus' name, amen. I go to Boost Church. No. <laughs> Cover up your Boost Church bumper stick if you're going to be acting dumb. I'm talking about on the way to church. When nobody can hear you, you're not bothering anybody. Because if you're going to do this out loud everywhere you go, people are going to think you're nuts and you would be. Amen. They don't understand. It's not for them. This is for your mind. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. What does that mean? Bless the Lord. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. That's cool, but that's not really what he's talking about. When my grandkids or my son or somebody, my daughter says, you know, Dad, we just think you're all right, you know? You know, like on, on <coughs> Cindy one time went out of her way, went out of her way on the way to church one Sunday morning, and she just loaded me up with praise. She wasn't saying, I bless your holy name, Brian. That's not what she was saying. She was saying, you know, Brian, I mean, I've noticed that you work hard. I've noticed that you, you never give up. I've noticed that you're loving and tender towards the children. I've noticed that you really love your people at church. I noticed you stay in the Word. I noticed you've never let this, let, let this, led this family astray. And, and, and I just want to let you know that I appreciate the man that you are. That blesses me. That's blessing me. That's noticing, you know, whatever good qualities that I have and magnifying them. Rather than, you know, you left your socks in the living room again, you know? <laughs> <coughs> you want to bless God? Talk about what he's done for you. Tell him, Papa, I just love you. I thank you that you didn't let me die and go to hell. I thank you when I wanted to quit, you didn't let me quit. I thank you that when I was discouraged, you filled me with strength. I thank you that when I was broke, you paid my bills and helped me. I thank you that when I was sick, you made me feel better. I thank you. I praise you. You've never let me down. That blesses him. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to hit you again with more when you talk that way. Amen. But if we're always a whining, it just don't seem like it's ever going to work. And it never will. It never will because you, you are using your faith in reverse. Amen? Don't do that. Don't use your faith in reverse. Use it the way it's supposed to be and call things that be not as though they were. Will you do that with me? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me just show you a little something here. Uh, synonyms of praise. Synonyms of praise, applause, approval, appreciation, cheer. You, ever see, you, ever, you know, when our, our team does something good, we cheer, right? Right? How come we can't cheer a little bit in church? Say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. <coughs> hmm, where's my water? Okay. Rave. Anybody ever been to a rave? No, don't. I don't recommend it. Okay. Rave. <laughs> recognition, just recognizing what somebody has done. You know, I noticed, Christy, that you guys are faithful with the signs and the flags. I recognize that. Now, how does that make you feel when I say that? Does that make you feel good? It should, because I, I'm pleased with the effort that I see from the people in this room. There's people that work tirelessly to make this all happen, and I want to recognize you. I mean, uh, thank you so much, sister. Thank you. I want to recognize that. That's praise. Amen? That doesn't mean, I praise you, Christy. 
She would think I'd just, right? I'd done off my rocker or something here, right? But if we understand what the word means, it means recognition, appreciation, thanks. You know, Rochelle, thank you for, for what you've done with the coffee thing. Thank you. That's praise. It looks beautiful. Thank you, Michelle, for being faithful all these years to take care of the kids. That's praise. How does that make you feel? Thank you, Rebecca, for everything you do for this church and for your tireless efforts. Thank you, Katie, for being so excellent in this house. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, Sandy, for praying for me, for being my friend. Thank you for, for being there and being strong when, when things seemed like the chips were down. Thank you, Sandy. See, how does that make you feel when somebody praises you? It makes you feel like a million bucks, don't it, Deborah? Thank you, Deborah, for, for being faithful and for being a faithful giver and, and being in on our side in every turn. Thank you. It makes a difference. Amen. It really does. Tribute, right? Tribute. You know, I just want to give tribute to Jack because Jack is steady. In the dictionary, next to the word steady, there's a picture of Jack, right? <laughs> I want to pay him tribute, right? The Bible says give tribute and honor to the whomever is due, right? Now, now sometimes you can see what a word means by talking about what it don't mean. So you know what a synonym is, right? I just gave you some synonyms. What's the opposite of a synonym? Antonym. You want to hear some antonyms for praise? Blame. Blame. People that blame God ain't getting healed. People that praise God are going to get healed. Well, I guess God's just not going to do it this time. Shut ye up and repent ye. Come on. You can't blame God and receive from God at the same time. That's not working. Can't be done. Try that at my house. Come in and blame me and then ask me for something. Huh? <laughs> not working. Amen. <laughs> How about uh, criticism? That's the opposite of praise. Criticism. Hmm? Michael? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. I love the drum playing. Did you notice that with no practice, like two weeks ago, he just you sounded better this time than you did two years ago. And I know you haven't been practicing. Amen. So I better not don't be critic, don't criticize. <laughs> Disapproval. You know, when we're talking to our kids, we have to be really careful. If we're always pouring out gobs of disapproval, it creates Broken relationships. Now, there's a time when we have to discipline children. Absolutely. We're responsible for that. But if we always have an attitude of disapproval hovering over our children, we're killing them. Be very careful. This is something for me, you know, and for guys of my generation, we can be kind of hard-headed because we toughed it out. We made it. You know, we... Drag that truck up the mountain with our teeth, right? Right? And you should do the same thing. And if you don't, if you take a day off, the wrath of God abideth upon thee. Now, that's, that, that may not be what we say, but that's the message we send sometimes, guys. We think our words are falling like a feather on our wives and children, and they're falling like a hammer. So be careful with the criticism and the disapproval. I got one more antonym here. You ready? Disrespect. God just wants some date, some basic respect. We all do. We're created in his image. 
We just want to have a little bit of basic respect. I mean, Cindy and I have been in church situations where certain people, whenever they showed up, the pastor would criticize and disrespect them every single time, like clockwork. Oh, here comes that one fool again. I mean, what kind of results do you think you're going to get? How do you think that works with God? If, do you think God wants a little bit of respect? I think he wants a little bit of respect, amen? That's why we worship him. We praise him. We say, God, I recognize what you've done for me. I bless you. You've been good to me. You, friend, listen to me. You cannot feel sorry for yourself and be thankful at the same time. It's impossible. Try it. Next time that cloud of self-pity comes on you. I can just tell you that is an evil spirit. Hmm? Next time that cloud of, of, of self-pity starts trying to come all over you. Why don't you just kick your shoes off and dance a jig for joy? Amen. And say, God, I worship you. I praise you. I remember you all can stand up. I'll tell you one more story and I'm going to let you go. I remember one time I lived in a cabin up here at 8,500 feet. And you remember the old winds of worship from Toronto? We've got a lot of mileage out of that, out of those C, out of that CD, right? And uh, there, there's, uh, there's one song on there, We Will Dance on the Streets That Are Golden, right? And when that, there's something in that music that made me start to jumping and moving around a little bit. And I got to jumping and dancing in my cabin, and the ceiling was kind of low. And I hit the ceiling, and I came to my neck. Yeah, you know, the Bible says that David danced with all of his might. But he was criticized for it. Remember that? He was criticized for it. But the person that criticized him, their destiny was forever derailed because they were critical of worship and of praise. So why don't you just spend a moment with me here? And let's just praise God and we'll dismiss that way. Everybody, let's just, just worship you, Lord. See, there's, there's praise, there's worship, there's thanksgiving. There's a time for each of them, but you can mix them all together today just for the sake of what we're talking about, all right? I worship you, Lord. I praise you. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. You've been good to me. You've been so good to me, God. You took me when I was so broke and so hopeless, and you gave me hope. You breathed hope into me. You gave me a purpose, Lord. When I was rejected, Lord, you called me into the ministry. When I felt worthless, when I was told that I was worthless, when I was told that I would never amount to anything, you told me that I was called to the ministry. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Let everybody in the sound of my voice, God, recognize the things that you have done in their lives, Lord, to give you the honor and the glory and the praise that you so richly deserve for it, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You've been so good to us. We bless your holy name. We bless you, Lord. You're so good. So good, so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Cindy. Yes, please. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. <clears throat> I just wanted to share something when Pastor Brian was talking. Um, I was getting ready in the uh, in my in my bathroom and. I was thanking God, you know, and I was thanking God for everything, my family, my kids, and and my grandkids. And and then I just started saying, I love you. I love you, Lord. And and I said, and, and it just kept coming out, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it just came more intense. I love you. I love you. And I could feel the power of 
the, the, you know, sometimes you can say I love you, but then when you say I love you, it's, it's so, it means so Amen. much more, right? Amen. It kept getting stronger. And, and then I said, you know, as you're doing that, I wanted to share, as you're doing that with the Lord and you're talking to him, he's going to talk back to you. That's right. Because as I was doing it, it changed because I was going, I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you, God. And all of a sudden, it like flipped like he was telling me. He goes, I love you. 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 And I, could, I, mean, I couldn't stop saying it. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I'm, it's like I'm repeat. He's telling me. It turned, it switched over. And, and I sat there for a second almost stunned because it was my voice, but I could hear. It was my voice, but I could hear him telling me back. I love you. And I, I was even moving. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes. And I'm think, and I just started crying because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it just, I was trying to tell him how much I loved him. And it just, it's like, okay, I have enough. Now I'm going to pour on you and I'm going to love you and show you that I love you because everything that I have in me, I want to give you. And in your praise, in the moment of your praise, that is like you step over that line and you enter it, the very presence of God in your life and it changes things. So I just wanted to say that because I knew that when you're doing that, sometimes we're not looking. We're not, it's not that you're looking for it. It just happens because when you're in the serious part of thanking God, God will switch it over and he'll have a word for you. Like he could say, if you're afraid, no fear. He could change right. the whole thing. That's right. So in, the pray, in your praise, be looking for that. Be looking for that word from God that will change your, your life, that can change your destiny, that could change your family, change your world. Amen.